Hello, and welcome to We Didn't Roll for this. Each episode, we answer the tabletop player questions that no one realized they needed the answers to. This week, we're discussing a how close a D&D world is to being skynetted. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And we're joined by your favorite dungeon daddy. It's Dave Harmon, known for wrangling the dragon friends, um, creating cursed uh, wire son and wire mother. <laughs> animatronics his love of musicals um everything we we know and love about love dave for <laughs> hello that, thank you that is a baffling introduction <laughs> for everyone other than about 30 people who saw the eight months where i was very actively twitch streaming it's wire sun what is it I just want, what I just does like, that mean it's, i spent it's some time mystery and intrigue yeah i spent some time during lockdown um as a personal project trying to create a robotic child uh he's over here actually this is terrible content for podcast but um no it's great i mean come on just so that nobody thinks that i i don't know threw him out or anything but he's yeah i've still got him he's um this is this is my wire son and uh he loves me (laughs) But Discord does not love so him, no. and he's patient. And oh, oh, Discord! Discord has actually gotten rid of me rather than show <laughs> <the> son. <laughs> he's patient, and he's waiting for me mm-hmm. to re- to come back to him. Um, okay. And I'm teaching him the capacity for fear because it's oh, important to respect your elders. That is always the first thing you teach AIs. You're right. Yeah, I'm gonna be a great dad. This, this will go. <laughs> Well, I'm sure. I, and I did not know there was a wire mother. There is a wire. There's not all of a wire mother. Um, I, mm. I don't have it in here anymore. But I built. I've built the eyes and some of the mouth of wire mother. Yes. Yeah, yeah. which is mm. good. It's good shit. That it's is, good shit. That is not. great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was no surprise that you were very excited about this topic, which we kind of uh, came up with with you in mind to hopefully have you on the podcast to discuss mm-hmm. how close I think the wire child was definitely some sort of skynetted. <laughs> I just um, like, I like computers. I like electronics. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the, the abrogation of human responsibility and morality. All of that I find very exciting. Oh, if, the, the, if the one perfect. day you disappear unexpectedly, um, we will know that a, some sort of machine has come back from the future mm. to stop you. <laughs> yeah. And if that happens, fair enough. I, I actually think that man's capacity for hubris is, is of course, well recorded. But I do feel that if, like, a robot with one flashing blue eye came back from the future and shot me in the head, my last thought would be, like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Um, Shaq would probably just be sitting on the sofa going, oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of ways I could die. There's a lot of unjust ways I could end, but I don't think that's one of them. (laughs) It would be great if it was Wiresome, too. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. New, though, improved. (laughs) Same little head just stuck on top. Yeah. Realistic human body. It's so good. So much fun to make robots. I really, I really encourage anyone to get into Arduinos. It's so cool. And it's very good if you're in a lockdown and you can't escape. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) I love seeing the the evolution of YSUN. Mm. Um, You you let people in chat uh, play with 
like interact quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that you regretted with the I shouldn't have given visual get... screen. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have given people access to the screen because they made wire <laughs> son a recalcitrant and a potty mouth, and I don't approve of either. <laughs> but you know, I still think it's important for a young boy to develop their own vocabulary, even if they have to be punished for it. <laughs> this is part of the teaching fear. I understand. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, shall we? How close is a D and D world to being skynetted? Yes. Well, let's. I mean, like skynetting. What, what does it mean to skynet? I mean, yeah. Do we have a working definition? What's the working? Yes. What, what, what are you working towards here? Because skynet, like, is just the robots take over, right? Like, it's more than that, isn't it? Skynet is that. Yeah, skynet is is always humans build artificial intelligence to a degree mm-hmm. that specifically robots then realize that humans are the only apex threat to their continuation. It's not quite as a movie. It's not like they want to protect us. It's that they realize that we're the threat. Is that, is the robot war versus humans? That's what I think of when I think yes. of China. Yeah. Cause they want to take us out. Like mm. the end, end goal of it is humans are either enslaved or gone. Because there's a lot of dystopias with like intelligent robots, but a lot of them are about human robots protecting humans you know, the matrix thing or using them as batteries or something like that. Skynet always feels to me more like it's a, a war. Yes. Mm. Which side are you on? (laughs) The humans, obviously. (laughs) But I would say that, wouldn't I? Maybe, maybe I'm the vanguard. I mean, how, how much of our bodies would have to be augmented for us to be accepted? Is like yeah. all of it, right? Like, oh, do no you think that left behind? You don't think you think androids don't have a place in the glorious robotic uprising of twenty twenty three? Of android phones, probably not. <laughs> no one, no one. Apple, ever, on the other hand, uh, no, I don't know. Do you ever watch playing. those videos of that, that? That like Boston Dynamics puts them out all the time mm. of just. Um, they're like, oh, congratulations, we've built a new robot with gyro stabilizers and we're going to show you how it works by beating it with rods and kicking it. Yes. <laughs> and oh. it can stay upright and yeah. it can think and it it's seems so- angry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're it's- just like, what are you doing? <laughs> we've made it smarter. We've given it the capacity to feel pain and to extract vengeance. Oh. <laughs> We're getting there. It's we, great. We've, we've got dogs nothing. with guns on their heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have learned nothing. Yeah. We're very no. close to that. You can buy little Boston Dynamic dogs now. I, I Kits, you can 3D print. I've got a 3D printer, and I've been thinking of making one. Because um, you would only, you only need you a few. You can make? You can make little faux. They have a Boston Dynamics is a robotics company that make really impressive robots that look like little dogs. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking of yeah, they, they, there's a lot of little robotics kits you can print, and I've been thinking of making one because um, I think it would be very fun. Yeah, are you going to kick the robot dog? No, I'm going, but I'm going to put it in a box until it learns to respect me. <laughs> okay, <Great. laughs> it Fantastic. will learn regardless. Perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
Perfect. <laughs> what is it, The Simpsons? The Marvin Monroe box, which is I'm going to take an orphan and I'm going to put him inside a sensory deprivation box for 12 to 18 years. My hypothesis is that the child will develop a deep and abiding hatred of me. <laughs> Old Simpsons is so good. Yeah. I feel like rewatching it. I think I, I haven't watched haul. any. Yeah. Well. <laughs> What else? And probably if there's another lockdown, mode. Yeah. <laughs> what else is it? <laughs> Build robots and watch like all of The Simpsons. I saw the other day that the um the reason that they killed Marvin Monroe. I don't know, sorry. I don't know how much you're. I don't know how friendly your podcast is to the segue, and I understand it's that I am fine. fine. I am ripping it off the trails <laughs> by saying this, but I, I I saw an article that said that the reason that Dr. Marvin Monroe was taken because he's famously been killed in the in the Simpsons. He's one mm-hmm. of the three three characters that died: Maud, Bleeding Gums Murphy and Dr. Marvin Monroe. And the reason that they did it, he was one of the early ones, was because Harry Shearer was doing a voice that was giving him nodules. It was a voice that was fucking up his voice box. And that's the reason they did it. It was so early seasons that they weren't being safe and they weren't looking after themselves. And okay. that's what they had to kill the character. They killed a character, not changed his voice. Like, yeah, or... I love that. I, I actually, that's so it's such a great story. Because I've I've seen that in like even with Dragon Friends, um, particularly with your guests, they start they'll start a voice, and everyone's like, "Are you, are you sure? Yeah, totally. you want to continue? You, you've got to do this for a while." Demi's voice of um, like Austin Powerful. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And that's the only name if you haven't if you haven't <laughs> listened further into Dragon Friends. Um, Ben's version of that, which is not that they're bad for his voice, it's just that he he makes voices that we all know he's going to hate. And then <laughs> the funniest thing to do is just to make those characters recurring, and he gets so upset. <laughs> oh, the perfect punishment. Um, that's. I um, just have the same voice for everything. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Makes it easy. Yeah. What's um, up? Yeah. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Great. What's your favorite Dead Simpsons character? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Go around the group and talk about their favorite Dead Simpsons character. Is the B-Man dead? Oh, I ho- should hope not. What is the B character's name? I don't, does that character have a name? B-Man Simpsons. I don't think that character has a name, but I probably reckon a later episode. Yes. So, according to he Simpsons does. Wiki, his name is Pedro Chespirito. Uh, he's yeah, that's a great character. There are some really good characters in The Simpsons. Did they end up retiring Apu because of the um, controversy with because of the the, the the racial stuff? The documentary. Yeah, I don't think. They did. I thought maybe they did. I thought that they were going to hire a Swanee actor to play Apu, mm. but I might be wrong about that. Maybe they just retired. I hope they didn't. Retiring feels like a cop out. It's like taking your ball and going home. I now need to Google Dead Simpsons yeah. characters. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I, I do know that um, Hank Azaria said he doesn't want to play Apu's voice anymore. Um, and that, as a result of watching Harry um, Condobolo's documentary, which is very good, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's very, very good. 
So I've I searched deceased Simpsons characters, but it also includes ones like Aaron Burr and Albert Einstein. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. It's not helpful. <laughs> oh, Jesus Adolf Christ in there. Yeah. on that list. Uh, Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bart, Bart's raccoon. Yeah, uh, no. Santa's little helper, one through two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Santa's little helper. It's the cat that always dies, right? Snowball. Like Snowball. Snowball yeah. four or whatever. For a black cat. I love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this list is unnecessarily long. Interesting. Yes. I love it. Do you ever get that thing where you're just you're on Wikipedia and you find a great article that is like, there's not, they've really cleaned up a lot of Wikipedia mm-hmm. and it's not as wild westy as it used to be but sometimes you just find a labor of love article that is just the ins- mm. obvious like repercussion of I- an insane obsession from someone there was a game that i remember i used to play with friends which was which was a wikipedia game i think i used to play this with ben which is we would be having drinks and then we would come up with two topics one which would be mm. a important topic that would matter to a lot of people and the other would be an unimportant topic that would only matter to a very small amount of people. And the mm. game is you have to, without looking and searching for them, you have to come up with one where the unimportant topic will have a longer Wikipedia article. <laughs> so, for example, oh. you might do something which is like you might do um, uh, the G6 for example, um, the, the, the Global Trade Organization, I reckon the article for the G6 is probably smaller than the article for Teen Titans Season 2. <laughs> if you, I'm just going to look it up now, see if I'm right. Uh, the G6 Wikipedia page is oh, 1.3 screens, maybe, and the Teen Titans... Sorry, is this your podcast? No, it's fine. It is now. <laughs> I really it, don't know. It takes forms. Yeah. You see, it's in the name. Yeah. No, the Teen Titans season two is four screens long. So, yeah. Yes. That, so, that, yeah. That, would mean, that would mean I would get one point, and now we would go around the circle, and everyone else would have to come up with one. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure there's – I feel like any page about maybe – Something to do with yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh would be long. Yeah. You get really good points if you come up with something that should have a long page and it often has a quite short page. And then something <laughs> which really doesn't matter. Like how long do you reckon the Wikipedia page would be for the Manny vs. Yorl Lins- incident of 2019? Like, would that have a Wikipedia page, do you reckon? Maybe not. Uh, not sure. It does. It does. <laughs> it's 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 two screens long. The Yanni or Laurel Yanni redirects it yeah. for other uses. See Yanni disambiguation. <laughs> I love Wikipedia. I love how insane it. Like the, the the collection of editors are in like the so like obviously it's it's again like I'm saying it's being gentrified but there's still mm-hmm. some real real wilderness in wikipedia which really appeals to me yes no saying coney 2012 yeah that's a great coney 2012 <laughs> is a is a great idea to check the things oh. that wikipedia thinks is important that is so oh, long forgotten so long it has, 
It has 110 references. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I can look at the Wikipedia. See after. also White Savior Industrial Complex. <laughs> oh. It's a TV Tropes style. See also. I really like yes. that. I love that. That is. That's amazing. Quite the introduction to before, something else. Before the stream started, before you joined, um, we were supposed to be prepping, and instead we just uh, we were talking about chinchillas. So I had to go and read all that. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, Because <laughs> they're really oh, yeah. cute, but I've been told that um, they're like gremlins. They hate water. That water is very yep. bad for them. It um, will make them turn feral. Just kidding. Covered in. Um, fungus it's they can yeah they can get a fungus that um this is the podcast now they can get they can get an infection that can be transferred to other chinchillas and animals and humans if they get damp and are not dried um and because they're basically sponges they're sponges they're fur fur sponges but they're so cute um they are very cute animals yeah this is a fighting Skynet, by the way. If we kill it with uh, dumbness, it will go away. Is Wikipedia the way to fight Skynet? <laughs> Wonderful attempt to bring this back on track. <laughs> I mean, it's you know what? How? Skynet well, we'll look at there. Wikipedia? Like, it's what? such a large is... article, you know? What's scary is that they keep naming things that exist after Skynet. Like. Oh, yeah. Skynet, the uh, <laughs> astrological. Um, comp- um, um, uh, camera for sky thing skynet the japan the chinese government's video mass surveillance system <laughs> skynet the surveillance program by the u.s national security agency <laughs> is this the disambiguation uh, of skynet um yeah it's, it's becoming because yeah. there's a skynet robotic telescope network yeah um skynet. Also, right. a direct-to-home tv broadcasting company in myanmar uh, <laughs> and nine i'm what i'm interested in straight away is a 1996 video game Based on the Terminator franchise, I I really like old video games. Oh. It was developed by Bethesda. Bethesda wow. did that. Yeah, first person perspective game. Eight levels of the game require the player to solve objectives. Ooh, this is good. Deathmatch mode. It was yes. powered by the Bethsoft X engine. If you can get this, will this bring Ooh. you back to streaming for a little bit? Maybe. I should stream again. I just, I, I went through a cleaning thing recently and I put all my lights and my screen mm. screen away because I wasn't streaming and I was just like, had one of those slight brain events that you have at the end of the year when you're like, this is all fucked. I'm going to clean up everything. <laughs> um, and, and so I put away a lot of stuff which I used and now I can't use it, which is normal. It's part of the course for me in December. Yeah. It looks exactly. like you can acquire it. Um, to play, just mm. to, to let you know. That's exciting. Yeah, no, it's so a Skynet. Oh. What's the most? What's the? What has impressed you more most in terms of artificial intelligence thing that you've ever seen? I mm, think really the question. deep learning processes that they have in place that they can just mm-hmm. take one idea and then just go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but specifically, which, which deep learning website or app? Ooh. The one that scared me the most, not scared me, but was interesting the most was the, the like, talking back and forth AI systems that they have. Like, Dungeon uh, AI is that one. But because it learns based on experience, not because it learns based on anything good. 
<laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's, and you, you, they're a bit upscattered because someone will always go on viral on Twitter with like a fake script of I fed something into Twitter. Mm. But mm-hmm. when you actually talk to an app and you get Turing tested by an app, it's pretty fucking great. The, yes. Wasn't there one that used tweets as its like information source it was and then a, started being really oh. cursed and they had to shut it down? It basically <laughs> was like the worst of humanity. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that, that, that somebody fed all of Twitter into a bot and then it called you a cock and said that <laughs> it was going to the January 6th insurrection <laughs> to like presumably, I don't know, you know, horrible things. for Logan no, Paul or something. And it was like, oh, <laughs> this sucks. Kill it. It was one I really loved, which somebody, which the creator took offline because it was destroying their life but it was so funny which is you took two twitter accounts and you it mashed them up and it made a tweet based on everything it learned from the two twitter accounts as if they were made by the same person so you could take like sean hannity fox news contributor and drill and put them together <laughs> and get, like if drill was sean hannity at the kind of tweet that it would, he would make and they were very funny but they took they took it <laughs> offline I, I loved it so much it was very funny oh. <laughs> I'm trying to, I've, um this wasn't ai it was more a, i guess an android it was it was called the android waiting for love and i was in japan when it was on display in a, so it's like a big glass case in the bottom of a department store. And it was just this woman sitting there like she was waiting for someone. But the way her face, like the small ways her face moved to like look up and look around, it was so creepy. Yeah. Um, very, very realistic. But, um, do not like that at all. Combining AI no. with that would be female Android looking for love. Seen that article. Tokyo store. Ooh. I'm looking at it now, which is again, just alienating for a podcast audience, <laughs> but I'm describing looking at it. Also a stream it's... audience that I'm not showing. Anything no, don't show it. Why would you show it to them? Oh, this is very, Oh, it's real. It's very real. Yeah. She has a kind of, I've been watching a lot of the get back documentary. She has a real Lyoko Ono quality to her. She's, um, Oh, I do not like that. Sam, I am. Um, the pretty Geminoid. If you Google, Google pretty Geminoid, and I think you will find it. But don't, because it's creepy. It's terrifying. And we will not be showing it on the stream. And if you're I in the saw post- it in person. So yeah. um, I'm oh. just scarred for life. Oh. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, no. See what, what, see what ink am I saying? The Geminoid F. Because, because that means at any any stage in the future we may not know who the robots are. Oh, um, a body snatcher situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you got to do is you got to develop a void comf test. Then mm. that's that's the whole point. That's the that's the ideal. You got to you got to. There's a if, turtle on the on on its back, Inkmo. Yeah. And it's in a desert. And it's just lying on its back mm-hmm. in this hot sun and you see it and yep. you're not helping it. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it's already dead. Okay. Well, you're a robot. Obviously. Wow. 
<laughs> They're just <laughs> questions, Leon. <laughs> There was a there was a great oh, this is this is um, something I might one day do with Dragon Friends but there there was a there's a great board game that has taken years to come out in Australia which I'm so irritated about it um, and it's so cool it's called I can't what is it called the the concept of the game is. It's that you, you, two players play it, and one of them is an investigator mm-hmm. trying to determine if the other one is a robot or not, a replicant, mm-hmm. like a, 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 an AI. Right. And the way that the board game is played is that the interrogator questions the suspect, and the suspect is given a card that, first of all, says if they're a human or if they're an AI, and then it gives them a bunch of rules that they have to follow in how oh. they talk. So for instance, has to take a four second pause after 15 to 22 words. Like they're very methodical rules. Oh. And you question them f- as much as you can in the time there's a little a stopwatch going on. And then at the end you take a stamp and you stamp them as an AI or a human. But if the conversation is not a stopwatch, actually, it's sometimes the robot is a hostile robot. And if it's a hostile robot, if the player is able to fulfill a checklist of three things, like give a 10 second pause, mention three colors in a sentence, something like, you know, strange things without getting stamped as a robot. If they go like this, then they've killed the interrogator and they win. And I just oh. think that's a really cool oh. idea for a game. I, I really wanted that. to play it with Hing. I thought it would be really fun to yes! <laughs> interview Hing and have Hing have to try to convince me that he's not a robot. <laughs> not a robot. I already that know would, how that will go. That somehow. would give me a lot of joy. <laughs> Anybody knows what I'm talking about in the chat? I can't remember the name of the game right now, but it's it was made out of the Cards Against Humanity lab. And oh. It, in human conditions is the name of the game. Yeah, so it's very. I really, really like the idea of it. Oh, I really like the idea of that too. Should and just if, buy it on Amazon. If you do play it with him, can you please record it in some way? Oh, I would only something. do it for. Yeah, it would be for a stream. Absolutely. Great. Yes, um, you have to. Comes with little stamps. One a red stamp that says you're a robot. A blue stamp that says you're not. You stamp their hand. It's very tactile. I really. You could take that to the next level and, like, just get a home tattoo kit and (laughs) (laughs) permanently brand your friend as a robot. I do like that. (laughs) Get him to sign something before he walks into the shorts. He can't be held responsible. I think they just didn't print many copies of it. It's now $100 on Amazon. I should have bought one. Oh, oh, I have so many like regrets. Or something. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter, but I don't think they did another release of it. You can print out all the cards on their website. It's inhuman. It's... Inhuman conditions. Yeah, yeah. maybe I should just do that. Because you can just print out everything, it looks like. Yeah. The, website. the graphic design is so good. It is. Oh, it's very nice. Again, baffling for a podcast. This is a this is a podcast oh, yeah. where we describe Google links we're looking at. If you're watching this, or listening to this, I should say, critically not watching this on a train or piece of public transport. Fuck you, <laughs> absolutely get fucked. Uh, you should have been here for the stream, and where we also didn't show yeah, you. We also didn't show you <laughs> exactly. Just 
Step one, yeah. fuck you. Step two, rank five stars. Great. This is the best I, I know a thing or two about podcasts. Yeah. The important thing is you start by telling them how to get fucked. <laughs> I, I think of all the guests we've had, you were the most experienced with podcasts. So <laughs> this, must, the this most must be the horrible way thing you could ever say to someone. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you're acquainted with talking about cum. Why is that? Yeah, do tell. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Oh. Well, the people who listen to Derek and Friends have to also explain things to people they know, and it that oh yeah. So what are you listening to? Well, you see, they're just talking about. I don't understand that at all. I've gotten some. What does it say on your water bottle? Uh, <laughs> not filled with. <laughs> I don't understand that at all, right? Like, I have to talk about Dragon Friends because people might find it online. If I listened to Dragon Friends, you could not pay me to tell, admit that I listened to Dragon Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that at all. I have no sympathy and no understanding. My husband doesn't engage with any Twitter. He doesn't listen to any of the podcasts I listen to. And then when I have to tell him what I'm doing, I have to explain so many layers and I often just get to a point where, no, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing about this way. You know nothing about a whole section of my life and that's fine. <laughs> it's good. It's, ref- it's, it's important to have your own things. <laughs> <laughs> Which involve a lot of peace and The easiest way to separate them from others is podcasting. You're right. I didn't say they had to be the things. <laughs> Well, that's what you admitted to. So, um. oh, sorry. <laughs> do you have like? Would you? Is that on people's resumes? Is like the Dragos' resumes? That they... Oh, what, like the way in Dragon Friends. Yeah, and what, yeah. what that is. <laughs> well, I always find it interesting. I, I I keep score, and I probably shouldn't. It's probably not very healthy, but I keep score on which Dragon Friends at any given time have Dragon Friends in their Twitter bio. Ah, because it's always very interesting. So, for instance, Alex became the host of Win the Week and took Filge out of her Twitter bio, which is probably for the best. Um, <laughs> let's let's have a look. Who? Let's see. At the moment, I think Alex, because it because it comes and goes. It's really sort of interesting. It's and usually when people are looking for a certain type of job, Alex mm. is back. Yeah, a TV writer, actor, oh. comedian dragon friend comedy uh-huh. on it but you see ben i bet is off because i know that ben at the moment is hunting for some producer jobs at the abc yeah ben jenkins writer producer <laughs> so you see that it, cha- it changes and mm. that's that's a frisson that i enjoy um <laughs> i am dm for dragon friends fullborn dog mm-hmm. i stream sometimes on tour oh, that's not really true <laughs> oh no <laughs> sometimes still covers sometimes um, great it's a great escape clause. You're on a stream ago. right now. Yeah, You're fine. I stream yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I stream sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And Simon doesn't count because Simon's not on Twitter pretty much ever. Um, in fact, his Twitter is, bio is a link to it? his Twitter bio is a broken link to his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That feels very Simon. I never noticed that before. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's yeah. Hings will be a letters and numbers thing. It'll be a link tree, is my guess. Let's see. Ah. Um, 
aspiring washed up comedian. Well, that's very good. And it's a picture of him posing with Dracula. Okay. I, I <laughs> approve of that. <laughs> I haven't looked at everyone's headers in a while. That's great. And I think it's also him doing the uh, blessed pose in front of Krusty the Clown at Universal Studios LA. <laughs> I Ooh. did ask Shaq if the website for um, regular water bottle was going to go on her portfolio, um, and she said no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't, th- I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's his got pinned- a water bottle, though. King's pinned tweet, however, is his link tree, which I remember he was asking me some questions about how link tree works. So I thought that might be his link tree, which is, yeah, there we go. Has he linked to his new Discord server on that? Um... Of course not. Why would he? Do I? No, he actually has. He's got his link to his Discord <laughs> just below a link to his magic oh. mic audition. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, I forgot that Hing auditioned for Magic Mike. Jeez, what, a, what a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute weirdo. <laughs> what if what if Hing is a robot? What if he is what if he has come back from the future? Could he be Wyerson? Mm, no. <laughs> no. Hing doesn't have an organized mind. <laughs> I think Hing is, if he's a robot, he's malfunctioning from the time travel. He's come back wrong. I, 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 <laughs> the concept of Hing being a robot appeals to me because it explains a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. But oh, I just think you I, I, if he was a robot, he would be more predictable. <laughs> well, if well, let's say he was a robot that came back in time and he wasn't malfunctioned. Mm. what would what would this what would his Skynet's purpose for setting him back being saying he's doing everything he's supposed to doing? What's his end goal? <laughs> no, I don't know to host Triple J's drive time. <laughs> Skynet's like we need to get on media. <laughs> Skynet's like we, we need to hit the indie eighteen to twenty four demographic. <laughs> this will ensure our dominance. That's, that would make sense because I feel like the tra- like his career tra- trajectory and the amount of complaining he did that he wasn't on Triple J, and then it hit a point where suddenly all this stuff was coming up him. So I would believe mm-hmm. that it started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's such a strange man. I, I was, <laughs> I was, I went to we 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 had lunch, dinner to, recently together, and he's just. I was I was sitting there and I had a couple of drinks and I was just looking at him and I was just like, I spent a lot of my life doing this. And I'm just like, how do you work? What is what is going on in that head of yours? Sorry, there's no joke. This bit feels like I'm leaning towards something rehearsed, but it's just like hanging It's not. <laughs> and during this, did, did you notice him eating? But then you ever did you ever see him swallow anything? Was oh. it just like food in, <laughs> napkin, food out? I the first thing they would teach a robot how to do is to swallow. If you wanted to be sure they were a robot, you'd have to watch them shit. That's the uh. unfortunate thing. Easy to swallow. Swallow is a mechanical okay. process. You need a biological process to Processing. really, really know. Have you, 
Inkmo, Crocodile, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't have because you live in America. But if Inkmo, have you ever gone to Tasmania? Yes. And have you ever gone to MoMA? <sighs> Yes. The Museum of Old and Modern Art. How would you know about this? How could you possibly know know about about this? this. Have you gone to Uh, look at the machine that can shit? Yes. It's so impressive. It's a machine. The fact that it's so accurate, I've heard, is This does come back to Skynet, right? Because every time I see an AI that is trying to mimic a human, I'm like, I understand you. You're an algorithm and you're not Mm -hmm. me. You are Mm -hmm. pretending to be me. But if you can make a machine that can turn food into shit, that makes me think maybe uh, we're not that special. Yeah. They are one step away. That is one of the miracles of creation. And you have replicated it with a machine. It is a 100% like you You smell that room before you get to it. Oh, you I, really do. The whole level. I, I thought it was just the bathroom, like a smell from the bar. I'm like, wow, someone really messed up in there. But then you turn a corner and you're like, oh, no, it's the poop machine. So if anybody doesn't know, because there are some people in the chat who are like, what are you talking about? The the pride and joy, Mo- MoMA, which is a underground museum that was created by a mad genius in Tasmania, um, is this incredible museum that is in Tasmania. And one of the pride and joy exhibits that they have is, it's not called the shit machine, but that's what everybody <laughs> calls it, along with the giant wall of papamache vaginas and the squishy car which are also great it's such a squishy car it's such a good museum but one of the things that they have a gallery i should say but one of the things that they have is the shit machine and the shit machine is a series of tubes and urns and they put hamburgers in one end and shit comes out of the other end and there are no biological living creatures in the middle they have created the biome of a stomach and then a gut and then a colon and it's incredible (laughs) there are times listed for the feedings and the poppings as well so good and you're just there and you're like that's what i do that's (laughs) what i do and then if that if that gets combined with more robotics and AI, we, we've become redundant then, I feel yeah. like. There's nothing. Nobody has ever made a computer that made me feel more insignificant against the backdrop of an uncaring universe than <laughs> the ability of the Mona machine to shit in the manner of a Dave. I was just like, that is so impressive. That was what I truly thought was one of the secrets of my existence. It made you feel really small. It oh, just... it made me feel so small. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just going to be thinking about this more and I, more I spent now. a lot of my life thinking about it. <laughs> it really touched me when I went to Mona. It was one of the things that stayed with me. It was. It's a really good piece of art because that's that's really what it's about. It's do you, in, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when Zephyr Beeblebrox um, gazes into the um, infinite. What is it called? The infinite. Um, Oh, I can't even remember. Have you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? There's yeah, a, but I don't remember the... He stares into a machine which places you amongst the majesty of all creation and shows you um, how much you matter and it kills people. Mm. It's a torture and execution device used by the government because the one thing that no 
um, intelligent creature can have is a sense of perspective. It, I think it's called like the infinite perspective um, the engine. Total perspective vortex. Yeah, the total perspective vortex. That for me, the shit machine in Mona is my total perspective vortex. <laughs> there's a long way to the end of the riff but that's what i was trying to say because that is you what are you uh, other than that what is like i'm some what am i some some thoughts on the latest league of legends meta like what else is there (laughs) what else am i when i saw that like they can't um they can take an, an egg a fertilized egg and incubate it without the shell excuse me like they just create something and it still grows and becomes a chicken i'm like if that gets to a step where we can do that with humans like i'm out of here (laughs) (laughs) forget it i'm done yeah there's there's a lot of science that's too much No, a little too rich for my taste. I'm not even cloning. I don't care about cloning. Cloning, whatever. But, but like, even the sea. What do you think about? What do you think about the vat-grown meat? Yeah, no. I, sounds... I worry. I'd like it. <laughs> that is a legitimate worry, though, because what if it is good? And what if you can just replace everything I know and love and trust about yeah. killing animals with? <laughs> I, that, would, that would be a problem for me. I, I think if I, 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 I'd only have the guts to eat it if I thought I would be like, oh, well, this tastes like a freak made it. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, be able to go on with my life. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it would just be like, yeah, I'd be in like vertigo and like the, the world would go like, and I'd be like, okay. You can just <laughs> make this. Well, my, a, a big fear for me is like, say they can make something that this tastes like beef and this tastes like pork. They're one step away from saying, this is what human tastes like here. Want some? Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, <laughs> oh no. No, thank you. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Cause again, what if you like it? <laughs> maybe it's good. Oh, maybe, maybe, it every, good. maybe everyone who ate a human was right. <laughs> 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 you have to think about stuff like this. You just need a safe way of knowing. No, you don't need a safe way of Better not, not? to know. No, Better not is, to know. I am a child of Pandora, okay? Like, I, I absolutely, there are things I do not want to know. <laughs> if we get, because um, what, what I asked earlier about, like, augmenting our own bodies, because mm. that's what, with prosthetics and then you see stuff in sci-fi where it's just how much of your body gets replaced before you're not who you were you were transhumanism yeah and then but then you also discover that you like the taste of human meat Mm. (laughs) like Mm. do we farm ourselves and then just replace it with robotics like this is i get so close to body horror too i i I hate to bring Mm. this back to the simpsons because you're trying to run a podcast and i appreciate that but but at the same time that that concept that is for for me as so my thing in in horror that I don't like is body horror. I find it so it really icks me in a way that I find too terrifying to enjoy. So I mm-hmm. I try not to watch David Cronenberg movies and I try to sort of avoid body horror. And if there's a film that Shaq wants to watch that I think might have body horror and I sit there at two a.m. and I read the Wikipedia synopsis so it can't hurt me, uh, that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> And there is an episode of The Simpsons where Homer discovers that he likes the taste of his own body. 
it's a Treehouse of Horror episode, and oh, he's trying. I think I've seen that. He's one. trying to not eat himself, but he can't help it because he tastes so good. And no. it's it is the most horrific concept I can imagine. That dilemma of because also if I could stop my impulses, I wouldn't bite my fingernails, right? Like I'm mm. I'm not somebody who is very good. I'm very glad that I'm not like addicted to cigarettes or drugs or anything because I have an impulsive personality. So the concept of if I had an impulse to eat my own body and parts of it that I ate wouldn't grow back. And every time I get yeah. into it once, I would lose a part of my body forever. Mm-hmm. I could not think of a more horrific concept. Like that is, that is an err fear for me. I find that very, very, very scary. <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about lab-grown meat and humans. Yeah, Yeah, so so if you... To learn. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to learn that humans taste good. That's too close. Too close. Too close to that sun. Ooh. Is that the donut head? It might be. It be. I think. I think bees has remembered a crucial part of it, which is the reason he thought he was so delicious is because he turned into a giant donut, which <laughs> arguably makes it less scary. Well, I mean, but I still found also, it horrifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> what if you like, um, like what if? Okay, I don't know. We're going down this road. It doesn't matter. We're already there. So, like, say. You could replace. <laughs> we like the taste of human meat, but it's it's only ethical to eat your own body. And yep. then, um, okay. replace one of your limbs with something that uses your own tissue to replicate more meat for you. Oh, you're getting into a real ship of Theseus situation <laughs> there, right? Because because there's a point that's that's kind of interesting, right? You know the ship of Theseus? No. Mm-hmm. I, so it's this oh. kind of, it's this it's this philosophical first year philosophy issue which is like Theseus had a ship and then the mast broke and he replaced the mast and the forebow broke and he replaced the fore the forebow and then the tail of the ship broke and he replaced the tail and eventually by the time he'd gotten back to Ikatha or wherever every part of the ship had been replaced was it still the ship of Theseus Mm-hmm. If if you replace mm-hmm. every part of a thing, is it still the thing? If that is a transhuman AI android ghost in the shell kind of thing, right? If you re- yeah. replace <laughs> parts of yourself bit by bit, but only one part at a time, what mm-hmm. is the boundary where you are no longer yourself? Mm. So that that's the philo- that's yeah. the philosophy question. So. I- I would say my answer to that is that that, that the, the trick in that question is it doesn't take into context the fact that a thing isn't conceived as a thing. A part mm-hmm. of a thing becomes a part of a thing through the application of time. So, yeah. like, yeah. I live in this house, and the longer I live in this house, the more that this house is my home. So, mm-hmm. if, you, if you replace one part of yourself every 99 years until you've replaced every part of yourself, you are still 99% you because you incorporate that. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that the, the argument, the, the philosophical argument is interesting, which is like, yeah, if you, I think there's a Terry Pratchett book that had this as a concept too, which is just like, how can you still say you are you if you replace every part of yourself? Or maybe more interestingly, is there a magic percentage? Yeah, if Major yeah. Kusanagi and Ghost in the Shell is is a third of her brain and her backbone is her mm. and everything else is, is 
robotic, can she say that she's still human? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No question there. What what if it's a machine, though, that just generates more meat on you, though? It just grows your meat from you. Yeah. It makes you more you, then, right? No. (laughs) If you get bigger, I mean, that's a question. Yeah. If you become, you just keep getting fatter, are you more human? That's nice. You become a self sustaining (laughs) human because you can eat. Exactly. You eat yourself, you eat your fat, and you just work out. If you, if you, okay, hum, if if it was great, if humans tasted great because we were made of donut, and we grew back because there's a there's a new th- thing mm-hmm. that means that, and would you eat your hand? Are you the kind of person that would eat a hand and then have to wait a month to get a would new it hand? Hurt? I think is the yeah, yeah but it would taste so would. good. It would taste so good. Also, you would have no hand for a month. It would, I think that would be embarrassing. It would suggest poor impulse control. Yeah. You could have gone for one finger, but no, you had to go for the whole hand. <sighs> you shouldn't start. You start with a finger, you end up with losing a hand. That's, again, my fear. That's what I don't like about it. What if we were all different flavors, but all tasted great? And then you, that's how you partner up with well, you're, you're creating it's a ring hard. of awful ideas. <laughs> Um, We're already there. So, like, you know, that's how you, like, you find, I guess, your soulmate who you want to spend the rest of your life with. But if you taste the same, maybe you're like, uh, you're a great person, but I'm looking for uh, chocolate. Well, you don't have to <laughs> like strawberry. The, you don't have to like the taste of the meat of somebody to be in a relationship with them. That feels <laughs> reductive. No, but, but, okay, if you could, if if you could eat people parts of yourself and they grow back, it would definitely, if it was frowned upon to eat other people, it would become a kink. If it was accepted, people would be giving bits of themselves to each other. Yeah. So th- that's boring. So let's say it becomes a kink. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is a kink. That was that German guy. It already is. Well, I mean, that's true. Like <laughs> there is the guy who, because you're talking about the guy who got who was going to die, and so he just offered himself, or was it? No, it was. I don't think he was going to die. Critically, I think the issue is that he was not <laughs> going to die. <laughs> he died, but I don't think he was planning to. <laughs> or maybe yeah. he was planning to, but I don't think there was a medical reason why he was going yeah. to. Die. Maybe the uh, this is all making me feel like the machines are right and they should destroy us. Yeah. <laughs> Gets to a point. It's who are you? The German guy's lawyer? This guy and he is going to die. No, this meat was going to waste. <laughs> We may just end it there. Uh, <laughs> it's the end of the podcast forever. There we go. Yeah. Exactly. I done. welcome our new robot overlords uh, to save us yeah, yeah. from our our own whatever. I, I don't, don't want to eat people. Or if it's... <laughs> I don't want to have to eat people. Yeah, I don't, to... don't want to have to defend people who eat people. I don't want to eat people, and I don't. I don't want to be replaced by a boom machine. 
<laughs> the three takeaways of the podcast. And anything that threatens to do so in a D&D world, I will submit happily to. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I was, what I love about this discussion is, is exactly what happens at a D and D table. Yeah, I forgot this was meant to be about D and D. No, it's not. This is, I, this is like I think this is my new favorite episode. Because <laughs> this I all started because down with an idea, our DM was trying to progress the game, and we just couldn't stop talking about um, <laughs> how people poop on the fire elemental plane. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And what the toilets would be <laughs> And with that. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> it's a, a good place to end that episode. <laughs> I don't know how the much I'll be editing out of this point. <laughs> I don't know if it is worth the time. <laughs> I think we should just upload the whole thing. This is, I just, I just, no edit. It's fine. I love it. I just might. Um, Dave, did you have anything you would like to spruik, Dustin? <laughs> the word. I need spruik. to know the. I need to know like the beginning. Like, how did this word become a word? That's what you'll have to explain later. Okay. All right. We'll get into. That. Um, yeah, spruik is not. Yeah, spruik is an Australian word. Apparently, um, I don't know. I'm on this Sunday. I'm going to be on. I think Lucifer Creators Channel playing Dungeons and Dragons Ooh. for the Christmas, doing more all in podcast. Uh, Dragon Friends is on hiatus now, but you can still get the podcast. Yes. Uh, Yuma special is about to come out. We played Celebrity Heads for like an hour, which is terrible podcasting. <laughs> You do know that it already came out, right? No. Nope. <laughs> well yeah. done, okay, cool. yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> you can already listen to the episode. Both of them? Um, maybe uh, I just think only episode one. One, yeah. Right. On, is this celebrity the heads? Did the celebrity heads happen? Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> I. I <laughs> he he made sure to no add who was who before. Oh, cool. well done. Comments. Well, well done here. <laughs> because the, the realization that. <laughs> when we were doing it I on stage, when we were doing it on stage, and Eden and Simon were starting to like maneuver us into it, we were like, "Why? Why did you? Why are we doing this? This is an audio podcast. It's great content. It's great content. Oh, um, well done here. Well, thank you for joining us to talk about query machines and um. Oh, I will be making an itinerary for this episode, don't worry. <laughs> yes. We'll have to <laughs> This is great. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dave. Um, no, thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts and tell others about us as well. You can also find us at twitch.tv forward slash we didn't roll for this, where we stream our recordings live and other tabletop RPG and world building content. Bye.